And today we have a special guest in the house, Toby Rinaldi. What's going on, Toby? What's happening? How you doing? I'm doing okay. All right. So today we're going to be talking real estate. That is today's topic. So give us a little background about yourself, Toby, and uh, how you got started in real estate and uh, what you're up to now. All right. Well, I was born and raised in Bristol. Uh, worked pretty much factory work until about almost seven years ago, and I uh, got tired of being in the factory, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to see myself 15 years, 20 years down the road working in a factory. So I uh, had a co-worker whose mother had a real estate school and her own brokerage, and he said, I think you'd be a good fit. So I uh, took the test, and uh, it's been a great six years in the real estate world. Um, Started out with a small brokerage when I first got my license and uh, switched over to Keller Williams. Where I How'd you like that? Uh, I actually learned a lot. I'm where I'm at today because of that. Oh, really? Yes. Wow, uh, it's the first time I heard something positive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, there are people that have, uh, obviously, a bunch of different opinions and uh, definitely uh, introduced to people who I'm in business with today. Yeah. And um, I learned a great deal. That's and, good. Um, now you have your own brokerage. Now. Yes, I do. I have two business partners, and we have Lux Realty. Uh, it's in Newington. Oh, you're right in Newington. I didn't know that. Yep. Oh. yep. When did you guys start that? Uh, it's been uh, it was two years this past February. And you haven't called me once. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> he you got me. Cut out for you now. He, he got me. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> so yeah, to Toby's awesome. I've known Toby since uh, elementary school. Uh, great guy. Uh, and every day, we were just talking about this, every day in my social media feed, um, I see a testimonial uh, from a case study about a, someone that you work with, Toby, a client. Literally, it's almost every day. And it's, it's actually, it's like, what is going on with this guy? So I got to know, uh, if you want, we could talk about that later, but I don't know if you just want to start with maybe one, you could give us the current state of affairs with, uh, everyone wants to know the market, right? So what's going on with the real estate market? Um what say you on that? Where, where are we with, with, with the market? So right now, the market is a extreme seller's market, which means the inventory is very low. Buyer demand is very high. So the sellers have an advantage on what is going on, and houses are selling in 48, 72 hours, 30, 40, 50 grand over ask. Basically, and that's no, average too. Average, yes. Isn't that crazy? Yes, average. And with no contingencies, buyers are waiving their in inspections. They're uh, doing appraisal gaps, which means if the property, say, we're in, under contract for five thirty, and uh, property appraises for five twenty, the buyers are paying the difference out of pocket. Is there still a lot of New Yorkers that are coming in, or because I know it was for a while, they it were buying everything. Yes, it was when COVID first came out. There was. Ex influx of buyers coming from New York without even seeing the properties, just making offers without even going. But right, right now it's it's leveled out. It don't see as much. Oh, as it before. has leveled it has out. Leveled so out, yes. we're getting back to Connecticut buyers. Yeah, for me anyway. Oh, um, that's good. What I'm seeing. That, that's a lot of like um, market stuff, right? So you, you don't really have too much control over that. But the stuff that I see is stuff about how clients love working with you, like the, the more like the intangible stuff about you're a great guy, your customer service, you're Johnny on the spot. You really cater to clients' needs, kind of like stuff that, that they're just not used to. Like they're, like they're taken back by it. They're like, wow, like you're a freaking superhero. 
you know, the market is the market, but you're just, you're, it seems like your customer service is like your wheelhouse. Like you just bend over backwards for clients, which kind of separates you from other agents. Cause they're just like, yeah, and we've heard that story where people try to sell their house and they got a question with the agent Oh, the agent's not calling me back, blah, blah, blah. But all these testimonials and stuff I see in my social media feeds uh, from clients that you work with about how you're such a great guy. Uh, is that safe to say? Is that, is that your, um, your superpower? It's your customer service about how you just, Somebody calls you, you get right back to them, you know, uh, as best you can. And you're not just kind of like, it's not a side hustle for you. Like, this is what you do and you're like excelling at it. Absolutely. I mean, uh, real estate's about relationships. And um, if I don't sell houses, I don't get paid. So um, I try to be there as best as I can for clients because they're, you know, relying on me to, to make a big purchase. And so... Um, when they call and ask questions, I try to get back to them as soon as possible. It's it's about, you know, a lot of my clients become friends. Right. After. Right. And you get a lot of referrals that yes, way. Yes. So that's a huge thing. Yes. My business is based off past client referrals and, you know, my sphere, friends, family, referring me business. So I try to, to um, stay on top of that. Yeah. That's great. Definitely check out Toby on social media, Facebook. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. I'm not making this stuff up. You know, it's uh, they just they just keep going. It's really like every day I see one. Uh, so good for you, Toby. That's awesome. How you're really helping people with their real estate needs and all that. Oh, what um, what do you call it? What what pays off for you besides word of mouth? Um, does anything else pay off? Like uh, as far as marketing goes, like uh, what do you do to um, stand out rather than uh, other realtors or brokers? So um, Facebook. I try and stay active on Facebook. If I um. You know, house goes under contract, I try and make a post about that. Or when I house closes or if I get a client review, I try and post that on Facebook and Instagram just to um, stay on top of mind with people. So, they so your, bro doing. your broker's license, what are the rules? Don't you have to have your real estate license for X amount of years or something like that? How does that work? So for a broker, you have to have your real estate license for two years. Okay. Um, I have just my real estate license. One of my business partners has the broker's license. Okay. Me and my other business partner hang our license under her broker license okay but that's what it is it's two years of having your real estate license is that a nightmare or uh from what i hear uh, brokers uh tests are, are hard they are they are i would never want to be a realtor or a broker oh, I, could, yeah. I don't like people e e e <laughs> you have to in this industry um it's all about personalities and relationships um the real estate license is tough too i uh Passed it my first time, but a lot of agents won't hear. Excuse me. <laughs> you yeah. rarely it's, hear that. It's not like you're taking a weekend seminar at Tunxis, like you really have to study for yeah, it. It's yeah, not right. like before, you're, you're not getting out of a Cracker Jack box. It's yeah. a, right. It's a big deal. It is. Yeah. I uh, literally, before I took the test, I locked myself in the bedroom for a month and just studied. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I couldn't. I've seen, well, obviously, I think I have like, I want to say 27 realtors that I deal with. And, um, I've seen the stuff you guys have to go through. I'm the, just a the photographer and do video and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like some of these homeowners, they, they, uh, you tell them to do certain things, get your house ready, do this, do that, do that. And they think that their house is clean or whatever, and it's ready to go. But then you being a realtor, you're like, this shit is, you know, it's not done. You know what I mean? Like, so, and I see them, uh, trying to coax their, not coax or coach their, uh, sellers say hey you have to do this you have to and some of the homeowners they take it personal yes uh, i would i want to keep my i like these tchotchkes because i think they look great but you're not selling your tchotchkes you're selling your house Absolutely. so what do you recommend to 
sellers? Um, what's your main uh, gripe or uh, main thing they should do to get their house ready that you think that is a must? So um, curb appeal is one. Yeah. You know, obviously the first thing a person's seeing when they pull up to a house is the outside. Right. So absolutely that is one. And then just uh, less is best. Right. Uh, clutter, put the clutter away. Um, countertops clean. Um, and then person like you comes in, takes the photos, and it goes online. And then, you know, right. that's where it goes out to where buyers are online looking at it. So the photos is what brings the buyers uh, to the house. So when we go to listing appointments, we have to, you know, set that expectation of what it's going to be like. You know, if you want your house to sell at this, this is what right. needs to be done. Right. Now, a lot of, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, 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 I got going. a couple more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so are people uh, being insulted, shall I say, if you give them a price which they think is low, but you knowing you're because you're a realtor that it's probably going to go a lot higher? Um, do they get pissed off because they think their house is worth more, which you know it is, but you'll know you also get multiple offers? In the past, I think right now when you go there, because when I always go to my appointments, I bring the comparables. So comparables are what is the similar houses are selling in town. You bring that, you tell them here is what you, the market is saying your house is valued right. at. Right. You know, you set it at a certain price. Obviously, we want to sell the house for as much as possible. Correct. Everybody wins there. But if we price it right, it's going to sell in multiple offers. Yeah. You'll get a bidding war. You'll get likely. a bidding war. And then you have buyers that are, you know, doing the appraisal gaps, uh, waiving inspections. And, you know, you have it depending on what the scenario. That must be a dream for you guys when they waive inspections and all that stuff, right? It is, because inspections, depending on the property, you know, a lot of times, even being on the buy side with my buyers, you know, inspections, you know, a lot of times that is the axe in the uh, deal. A lot of things can go bad. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you got there? Number one mistake someone looking to sell their house should avoid, probably not, Spicing it up with the curb appeal and staging it and do all that. Like, what's the what's the biggest pitfall you're seeing that sellers, potential sellers, should avoid? Uh, overpricing. Yeah, that's a big one. Like, uh, yeah, like I was saying, they they think because they have such an emotional attachment to their house yes. or what they bought it for, mm -hmm. they're like, you know, or my neighbor, my neighbor sold their house for three hundred thousand. Yes. Well, that's your neighbor, first of all, and your house needs to be updated. Mm -hmm. First of all, your neighbor has brand new car on tops. So you don't. You know what I mean? They're, it's, and they take that personally. It could be a bigger house. Their house could be bigger, but that smaller house looks 100 times better than yours does, and it's updated. It makes it so much easier to sell. Like on my and Now, what's the usual radius that you go for comps? Like, Because um, like on my street, the house right next door literally is, I want to say, 1,000 square feet. Yeah, Mine's about 3,000-something. But then there's a house at the end of our street is 10,000 square feet. Yeah. So how do you, like, <laughs> is it by, like, a radius, a one-mile radius? So how does that work? It goes by style of house. So capes with capes, colonials, colonials. Oh, I see. That's how you do the... Um, oh, that's how you do it. Okay. Yeah, so like that. But then you want to go closer. Okay. So you go in. I start with a mile. Okay. And then if I can't find nothing, I'll widen it out. Sometimes you have to go in the entire town really yes sometimes. Oh, no, depends no, no. most of the time you don't have to but sometimes yes wow i just thought it was like the street itself <laughs> yeah no it's then it, but that's the neighborhood the neighbor's gonna the neighborhood's gonna help itself yeah so right like if you have a good valued neighborhood yeah it, it's gonna be beneficial to your home oh, okay 
And then like condos are different. So I, and I just learned this way. Uh, I sold my cousin's condo a few months back. And I thought that when the appraiser did the value for the condo, that it was in the complex, but <clears throat> excuse me, there wasn't that, um, it was 40,000 over ask. So there wasn't uh, too many comps in the complex. So he went to the complex next door and pulled comps and it sold for 40,000 over. See, all right. Remember when I said I didn't want to be a realtor? <laughs> it's stuff like that that makes me want to be a realtor or a broker. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. Is it worth it? I love it. You do love it. I, lo I love my job. Now, are you one of those realtors that are, like, working until, like, 1 in the morning? It depends. I mean, you know. Um, or do you do you, do you uh, give your photographer a phone call at 1 o'clock in the morning? Say <laughs> I don't. I, I, sh I shut down by a certain you, you time. You see where but, this is going. Yeah. Toby. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But I mean, when I first when I first became a realtor, like it was not. I didn't know any balance. Right. Today, right. I have some balance in my life, but still, at the same time, you're working every day. Oh, yeah. You know, last weekend, Memorial Day weekend, you know, I'm at a cookout, and you know, I had to take some time out to do some work. It's just the business you're in. If you want to be successful, it's you have to uh, be like this. Yeah, you got to grind, yes, grind, grind, absolutely. grind, grind, grind. Yeah. So, I think we covered. I think we covered the the sellers. Uh, how about buyers? Same, same questions. Uh, what what can you say to help someone looking to buy? I think we we even mentioned briefly before we turn the cameras on about there's a, a interesting relationship a lot of people don't know about where they're in a renting situation, but maybe they could own instead of giving their money to the landlord. Absolutely. Uh, right now, if you're renting, you're paying your landlord's mortgage and you can be paying your own mortgage building equity a lot For the of the same amount absolutely or less yeah you're right you're absolutely right I, there and there's so many programs available right now for first-time home buyers and you know right now there's a program called time to own okay where the government's giving out forgivable money oh so it's a government uh, it, it's it's yeah it's um address specific so this address you may be eligible for twenty five thousand that address down the street it might be 50 000. now what's the interest rate on that so it depends I mean, are they like high so it's, rates are high right now it has a lot to do with credit score but the rates are in between maybe high sixes to low sevens right now really well, ours is at two yeah and that was like uh seven years ago yeah i mean two years ago they were in the twos yeah that's oh was really during covid covid it, when covid hit i thought i was gonna have to get another job i had my best year first year of covid I know, because when COVID hit, I'm like, oh, shit, man. No one's going to be calling me. It was the busiest I've ever been. Yeah, I, I, I had, uh, like, two of my record years was yeah. during COVID. Yeah, I sold over 50 houses the first year of COVID. That's insane, isn't it? You sold 50 yeah. houses yeah. your first year? In COVID, not yeah. my first year. Oh, 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 during, during the pandemic. During yes. COVID, yeah, like it's, the, it's, the, isn't that crazy? You would think it'd be the opposite. Still, even if you do whatever that comes out to, uh, help me with the math, but 15, 16, 17 a year like that's not chump change you know if you no, no. break that out yeah my Especially first when you're just getting started yeah my first year i sold six houses and then i moved over to keller williams i think first year there i sold 30 something and then every year since it's been an average about between 40 to 50. all right so now i got another quick question because there's a, a couple of brokers um that have a million realtors mm -hmm. and do they feed off of each other's um I'll say, well, there's a couple uh, companies that they have their realtors posting their fellow realtors also. Um, let's say, for instance, you know, there's another, there's a thing out there. Let's say there's a realtor 
but it's really someone else's listing, but the other realtor will list it. But they both work for the same company. Yeah, we do that. How does, how does that work? So it's just all Is about, it a shared commission type no, thing? No commission. It's just we do it at our brokerage. Okay. You know, we all share each other's listings because we're oh, trying to track we're trying to track buyers for that listing one and we're trying to back track buyers for ourselves so where we can, you know, sell maybe sell that house. All right. So let's say you're a broker, okay? He has a listing, but I'm pushing his listing for him also. Do I get anything out of it? No, the only way that you would get it if there was a referral, like if you gave them like the listing, if you referred them the listing. Or make it like a secret deal, I'll give you, you can't do that. Is that no, illegal? No, that's illegal. It is. Yes. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. No secret deal. Well, not a secret deal, but just say, hey, Chris, you know, I sold this house for you. You want to give me 1%? No, you have to have your real estate license to get a commission. No, no, I'm saying like, yeah, if I was a realtor also. If like, we're working in the same company. Not, I've never heard of that. So how really? how it is like say if it's you know like someone hey I have a buyer you know I have just you know my hands full right now you know you can you take this buyer for me give me twenty five percent of the commission or hey I have this listing oh in so this you area. can do that then you can yeah different scenarios but yeah you can't say different how you were saying it no okay I see I'm a little confused but I see okay like if I had a buyer for you. Then I can say if you weren't working with say, hey, I have a buyer. Yeah. That you didn't, you know, you say you have ten buyers right now. Okay. You don't have time for that. Hey, Chris, you want to take this buyer on for me? You know, give me twenty five percent of the commission. Oh, I see. Okay, I see. Now it's, it's all negotiable. Yeah. Oh, I see. Within the limits of the law, like you're saying, you got to. Yeah, have, because I see have... a lot of realtors. They work for the same company, but they're pushing other people's properties like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, with the, the advertisement like that, they're just trying to, you know, within, I've never personally done it with other brokerages. They're posting their Facebook posts for the properties they have available. I do it for, you know, agents in my office. Okay, I see. All right. I didn't know how that worked. Hmm. All right. So we talked about um, the guy that wants to get out from underneath his landlord. He's like, hey, okay, he's got the epiphany. Wow, I can uh, just go by. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you mention uh, with that government, the time to own program, is there like a down payment assistance in there or how does that work? So it's the first time home buyers program. Yep. So it's like 100% financing. Okay. So zero money down? Zero money will? down. Yeah. Good faith deposit. Which well, comes you got to have good credit though, obviously. Well, your credit depends. You have to have a certain credit score, but you're, you can buy. People can buy. You might not be eligible for that program, but you can buy with credit as low as 560. Shit, I've been fun. working all these hard for all these years, and I could have had a five sixty. But you're gonna have a high interest rate though, when it <laughs> yeah. comes to that. But I mean, there's a bunch of programs. My, you know, recommendation to people who are looking to buy is get in contact with a loan officer. You may be qualified for things you might not know about. That's true. Yeah, because yeah, I've learned that in all my years in doing this too. That might be a good next guest. <laughs> what a loan officer uh, segment. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he probably knows someone they yeah. can recommend this Absolutely. to. He probably knows 12 loan officers. Right. <laughs> but do you basically have your own hookups, like you know a loan officer, you know, you have just being in the business for so long. Yeah, I have, we all have our go-tos. Yeah, right. What, what that is, you want to be in business with someone that you're familiar with, so you know that, hey, this deal's going to get And you close. can trust them and yes. stuff like that, and you know they'll get things done for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. That's you know, cool. Yeah. Right. So that's the renter looking to transition, move up the, the food chain. How about the uh, the couple watching this right now? They just got married and they're they're just shopping around. They just want to you know go out and get a house. Like they're not renting or they're just living wherever. Or maybe they're not really strapped for cash. Maybe I don't know if, how you'd categorize that more conventional uh, as opposed to you know I know there's different types of 
financing, right? right. There's different walks of life, if you will. Just, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones just got married, looking to start a family, want to go out and get a white picket fence in Bristol somewhere. What's that look like for them? So it all depends on what assets, uh, credit score, debt, you know, um, the program you have FHA, which is government-based, lower credit scores, usually first-time home buyers. Then you have conventional, stronger base financing, higher credit score. And then you have the first-time home buyer for uh, Chaffa and conventional. Then you have the VA, which is... See, this is why I get confused. There's too much shit to remember. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> there is. and nobody really ever comes out and tells you, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I couldn't remember all that stuff. Yeah, I work with a lot of veterans too, with Veterans United, and I get a lot of um, government uh, clients, uh, which is you know, hundred uh, percent financing as well. But they are responsible for their closing costs. But there's no PMI in the loans for VA, so it's just a great program for our um, people who serve this country. All right, and uh, what's what's P- PMI? Pre-mortgage insurance. Yeah. You writing that down? Are you gonna buy a house? Yeah, you gotta clarify. I, I, I got, you know, I got a guy. Not, not everybody's a real estate <laughs> expert, Steve. No, I know. I know the I, audience I, is watching. No, they I gotta, know. I'm just saying, I got a guy. No. Oh. <laughs> That's great, man. I just had a question for you, and I forgot what the heck. Oh, all right. So listen, I have a lot of people that are flipping houses. Yep. Okay. Now, is it just as beneficial, or? Not as beneficial as actually buying a multifamily for an investment. It actually depends on who the client is. I have some people that don't like getting involved with multifamilies. They'd rather buy single families and just and rent flipping, that out. But yeah. they only make that one one paycheck. Let's say they make 30. They don't make that much. Depends right? on what you get the house and how much you got to put into it. Right. All right. Let's say you're an average. I have uh, cost, uh, customers that have, they buy a house for like a hundred grand and it'll dump in like another 75 or a hundred grand and sell it for two fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then they make $50,000. Now, is that worth it in the long run? Let's say you, ha- you uh, I was to buy a three family with tenants already in it mm-hmm. that have been there. Mm-hmm. They're paying their rent. It's paying the bills. What would you recommend? Absolutely. If 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 the house is paying it for itself, then long term you're building equity. But then, you know, yeah. So I mean, you just if it has good. I mean, you're always going to take a risk being a landlord with tenants. There's right. always that risk. But if you have good tenants and it and it works and the numbers work, absolutely. Yeah. Because I'm wondering because I have some flippers. Um, they're just flipping left and right, man. It's like Jesus. It's like, is, even in this market. But they have to work so much more so much harder i believe um to you know make those healthy because you know you at least want to make six figures i'm guessing if you oh absolutely i mean you know and the game is to make money but right. this is a harder market for that situation yeah. what's a harder market for for the buying the multifamilies or the flippers i think well for me i mean just looking at like what houses are selling for right so it's not like it was a few years back where you're getting houses lower so you See, know, but if you're selling, if you're if you're if you're doing ten to twelve flips a year, and yeah. say you average thirty five thousand each flip, you're still gonna make a, you're gonna make good money. Right, right, right. Yeah. See the see the the the, the crux of the argument, like what, what Toby's saying, the, the conundrum is getting the seller to accept a, uh, an offer that even in this market, let's say, because the writing's on the wall that it's uh, the market's on fire and I can get a lot of money for my property. You got to go to Mr. Jones and say. Mr. Jones, I know that you know that your house is worth two hundred grand, but I'll give you a buck and a quarter for it. Like you, so you got to come in low because if you don't create that spread, 
then you're not going to make any money off of it because if you give Mr. Jones two and a quarter and he knows it's worth, you know, whatever, the margin's not enough there if you just, if it, so you, you have to come in low ball, if you will. Like, you got to create that margin. So it only works really if you got someone who's really motivated to sell their property, like they just inherited it or whatever and they don't feel like messing with it. So they're just like, oh, well, Toby, just bring in an investor and, you know, you could do what you want with it. I don't care. But right. um, the seller that's not motivated and looking for top dollar in this market, like what Toby's saying, because the market's really good right now, it doesn't really work because the investor is not going to make anything off of it because you're going to come in and put 50 grand into the property and there's no there's no meat left on the bone for the investors because from the jump you have to come in with a low offer right? because the guy's just motivated to unload it. He don't want the property. All right, so then when someone's selling their house, do you tech do you tend to go low um typically like a little bit lower than asking or do you just go at asking and just hope for the best for you know uh multiple offers when i'm going to a listing appointment i yeah. try and price it as best as possible i don't there are do you want to go slightly lower than you would like just, to just under but you don't want to go too much because right. then that's just like maybe five or ten grand maybe if that honestly oh really if you price it right it's gonna sell what's gonna sell I, I i just don't feel like you what this market is and the advantage seller has if you you're doing kind of a disservice i think for the seller if you go in there and price it like ten thousand twenty thousand well but you know the market and you know that it would probably go over selling like 90 percent sure it's going to go over asking um but if i was the homeowner i'd be like what the hell are you doing why are you under you know that's what that you, then you, you have a conversation a like with that and they're, they're like oh well, i want to price it with this and so, then you have to prove to them so yeah why so you're doing I, it. I just feel for me it's worked out best just pricing it what the market is saying the house is so worth. you do price it where it's supposed to be okay I plus see. plus it depends who you're representing right toby because he could represent a seller or he could represent a buyer so if he's representing the guy that flips houses it's a different conversation oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah 100 he, he's got a legal uh, allegiance to the seller like if he's representing you you're trying to sell your house he's fighting for you and then I come in with my guy that flips houses, and then me and Toby have a conversation yeah, about right. like, exactly. well, I don't know if it's worth two hundred grand because it's leaking. And then he's like, well, it is worth two hundred grand because of the comps. And then he, yeah. so then we have a professional right. debate. Exactly. Depends who you're representing. Exactly. Like I um, getting back to that condo. Like I pulled the numbers, and there was condos that closed higher, but just the condition and everything with this one. So I said, here's where I think it should be. I believe it's going to sell for over ask, and it, it did. It, it set a record in the complex for highest close sale no inspections nothing and that it, it was a it was there were cash offers that we didn't go with we went with a finance because the buyer said whatever it doesn't appraise we're going to pay the difference so there's no uh uh law or rule that you have to have inspections or is that the inspections for the buyers for their peace of mind but they eventually have to get the house inspected just so no? you have the appraisal with financing oh you just have the for the appraisal, appraisal. that's the all appraisal. it's for yes okay. so I don't not the safety of the property. Yes, I always recommend to have an inspection because right. honestly, unless they're from New York, because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of things that my eye, your eye, or Chris's eye aren't going to see that a professional home inspector is going to see. Oh, absolutely. Where down the road, it might you, you waive your inspection and then uh, you're you chimney, got about your thirty-five thousand worth of work that needs to be done. Yeah. So I mean, it depends. You know, I try and do it where you know, hey, we're going to do inspections, but it's as is. Meaning that, you know, we're going to do our inspections for our own due diligence. You still, as a buyer, have the right to back out right. if something comes up. And at the same time, if it's something that's going to come up in any home inspection, 
chances are you might be able to get it taken care of with the seller because if the deal falls apart, it may come up again. And then here you just wasted three, four weeks. Right, right. So right. you might as well just get it done. Plus stuff like termites, mold, leaks. You don't want to screw around with that. You know what I mean? It's just kind yeah. Of- then you get still yeah. plates, chimneys, that yeah. chimneys. Yeah, and just, yeah. Who's gonna go up on their roof and check their own chimney? And what are they looking for? You yeah. know what I'm saying? You just gotta have the right guy in there looking. Oh, that's cool. But realtors, you've been in enough properties. Even the realtor not being an inspector per se, but uh, realtors, you get, develop a trained eye after a while. Yes. You know, you start to because you know the pitfalls. Exactly. Your client doesn't know. Your client's going in somewhat just off of what they've seen on TV or whatever. But you're the professional. That's why. People should have a realtor. I hear that a lot too. Say, "Oh, what do I need a realtor for?" Just, yeah. They don't do nothing. All they do is open the door, put a sign That's there. That's bullshit. Blah, blah. I know, like That's the sold by owners. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah good yes. luck with that. Yeah. Uh, so, exactly. <laughs> so, like, we're getting back to like, I had a client that bought a condo, and we were getting hammered every offer we were putting in, and he's like, "What do we need to do?" Condos are different than single family because you know the the HOA is responsible right. for most of the the, the dwelling. Yeah. So. He, he, my client's like, what do we need to do? I said, here's where you should, I recommend you going for a dollar amount. I, it's a condo. I said, if something comes up, it's not going to be that major. Waive the inspections. We ended up getting it. We got it lower than actually we did an escalation clause. Um, What's that? So escalation clause is like, say we're going at, okay, property's listed at two and a quarter. We're going in two and a quarter, $1,000 higher than any other offer up to 240 Okay. So with proof of other offer. Oh. So they have to show us. So we ended up getting it for less than the, the max number we went with. Closed, happy home buyer. Some minor stuff came up after, but nothing that is. Yeah, usually when there's a condo, there's not that much because no. the HOA, uh, well, they yeah, that's part of their maintenance and all that stuff. Yeah. So you don't have to really worry about too much major stuff going on. Absolutely. That's Any more great. questions for uh, yeah, Toby? I just had one one closing one here. Um, advice, Toby, for anyone thinking about getting a real estate license, people that just stepped out of the class, okay, they got a broker, now what do they do? Your advice, if you were going to rewind the clock years and say, okay, what would you tell new people that are just coming into the game? Because you've been doing this for a while. You've been around the block for a hot minute now. Uh, what's your uh, professional opinion to help the the new people coming in? First and foremost, uh, do research on where you're going to go. Obviously, training is very important when you're a uh, newer agent. Um, you're so you're they, talking for, to select a brokerage? I'm talking, well, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah do, mm-hmm. do your research on what they're going to offer you, what type of training, yep. you know, because when I first got in my license, you know, I didn't have that much training. So I was just kind of like winging it. So is, is it good to, to find like a mentor or something? Absolutely. Like yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I see what you're saying. Absolutely. Um, and then you're honestly, it's just, you want to be successful, you have to work hard. And, you know, they say it takes a good five years to build your best, a good business. And, you know, you have to put a lot of work in and it's just been nonstop grind and you're going to get what you put into it. Is there like an average of what, um, to market yourself, uh, average cost per month that you to like, you know, average, like marketing and all the other stuff that you, that, that you budget for or, um, so, I mean, with me, I mean, you can market to the ceiling. Right. You, yeah, have, right. you have agents that, that get involved with Zillow and that, that, that's five, 
thousand a right. month. Right, but some of this stuff doesn't pay off. Doesn't pay off. Like now, it's a different market than when I got in, in, into real estate, where you can get you know a realtor dot com system for like two hundred bucks a month, where you're getting. Oh, it's that low. That was then. Now it, it's oh. like five grand. Yeah, they, they sell you leads. They, they get, sell you, you get, leads. Yeah, you used yeah. to get like thirteen leads a month, and you know. You yeah, build. because we yeah we have some realtors. Uh, they were paying thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'm like, because oh, we, we we have a prescription oh, prescription. We have a Sub- subscription service. It's it's five hundred dollars a month, but you also get videos that we we basically just have them come in the studio. They pump out five videos, and they and then they can distribute them the way they want. Yeah. Like we'll put the graphics on them for everything. So all they have to do is just hit send. And then we have other clients that they gave us access to their things, and they don't even have to post it anything. Mm-hmm. they'll just okay it these are they give us um uh their brand like colors and all that crap we sit down together with them give them their brand colors and all that stuff like that they sign up and then they get x amount of videos per month automatically automatically posted for them to all the formats and stuff like that um you know what's beautiful just just to kind of piggyback off what, what you're saying now is the fact that people also get your professional videography consultative experience guidance direction you know like a steven spielberg kind of thing i mean look at this thing we're sitting in right now it, it's like mgm studios yeah, right and i'll show you my other studio and, and not to mention that you do all the legwork afterward the editing the post-production it's time consuming well it's, yeah that's People the stuff don't you don't that. like doing right because yeah. every realtor that i find out they're like you know what? it takes so much my time just posting because there's so many different platforms yeah it's yeah. like and then you got to do your own work on top of that and show houses and try, you know it's just I don't understand how you guys do it. So I, I mean, <laughs> I, I spend maybe five hundred bucks a month on marketing, yeah, and that's including my database. So my database is where I have all my contacts, my okay. past clients. So I'm very big on keeping in contact with all my past clients, that's whether good. It, yeah. whether it's you know a holiday card or if it's a birthday card Great or if idea. It's a home anniversary card or you know client just having a baby or something with a, a pet. Top of mind, top of mind. Wow, I, you I get all up. that info from them, huh? So I, I, yeah, I get all birthdays, all of that stuff, and Smart then guy. <laughs> I have a, my database. I have it all marked in my database when I wake up in the morning. My tasks for the day, and oh, it's, it's Anne's a, birthday today. Let yeah. me send her a card. You send her a birthday card, or, or it's that's you know their home idea. anniversary coming up. Let me do that, and it, it's it's done well for me. That it, no, that's a great idea. So Toby, okay, based on what you just said. People do their due diligence research, get a good broker. Say, I'm going to go to Keller Williams. Or maybe they're going to go to your brokerage, right? Yeah, we're not going to Keller Williams anymore. Yeah, yeah, we're going yeah. to his. Yeah, yeah. You're going to Lux gotcha. Realty. Lux Lux Real- going, to, going to Lux Realty. We are hiring. That's L-U-X-E, correct? Correct. Yep. They come in say, okay, Toby, I'm here. I just got my license. What do I do now? What's uh, lead generation? What do you recommend? What actions should that new newly recruited agent that's on your team now, What, what should how should they spend their time? So I'm big on... Get it out there that you're an agent. Let everybody and anybody you know that, hey, I'm in real estate. If you need anyone that's looking to buy, sell, or invest, or rent, hit me up. Hitting the phones every day, um, just grinding every day, um, trying to bring business in. Now, um, does uh, does it cost a realtor to get into a brokerage? No. No. Some brokerages will pay you. They'll pay you. Yeah, I had a couple. Like a sign-on fee. Like a sign-on fee where you have to stay for a certain amount of time, but... Do the numbers and everything. Just for me, it's just something that wasn't um, okay. good for me. 
I didn't know how that worked. So that's fabulous. The fact that you started when the pandemic started, and then boom, you already got your own brokerage. Just yeah. like a, I started three years or whatever. Twenty seventeen, I got my license, and yeah. you know, I was a couple years with Keller Williams, a smaller brokerage before that. Then myself and my two business uh, partners, we one of them, we were on a team, and we left that team, and we formed the Lux Group under Keller Williams, mm-hmm. and then we left and formed Lux Realty. Oh, okay, I see. I see. I know because there's a lot of realtors out there that I know. And I'm, I'm like, uh, it's hard to explain. Some of them are scared to do what you did. Mm-hmm. Like they'll stick under the umbrella of a well-known name like Keller Williams or Remax. Oh, I'm afraid to branch out because of the name. And I'm like, okay, so you, and they, they can get their, they're scared to get their brokerage license. I'm like, why are you so scared? I'm like, nothing against you or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, these are qualified people have been, doing real estate for like 10, 20 years. And I said, you're always bitching about your company, but you want to work for them. What are they doing for you? Well, nothing. I'm like, well, how do you get your customers? Well, word of mouth because from their name, not because of, you know, whoever, you know, the big names out there. I said, well, if you're not getting anything from them besides a plaque, um, what are they doing for you? Why don't you just start your own? Because I don't want the responsibility. Is there that much more responsibility being a broker rather than a realtor? There is. There's there is. more. There's a more. Lot res- more. There's more responsibility. Absolutely. So but I mean, as far as like legwork and all that stuff. Well, the paperwork that comes behind it and uh, some of the other things. It's just some. Realtors- but that stuff's not already done for you. Most of it from the realtor themselves. So being a broker, there's more responsibility. So the, as agents, there's some agents that don't want that responsibility okay, of doing that, and they're comfortable where they're at. What kind they- of responsibility? That's out of it's. Like- it's just you have to do all the paperwork, you know, the escrow accounts and all. But doesn't that. the realtor do it most of that stuff? Depending, there's different types of paperwork. So like, all the paperwork I'm responsible for is paperwork with my clients and stuff like that. There's, okay. There's a higher other stuff like as a broker when you're running a brokerage that comes into hand, of where it just wasn't something for me that where I wanted to get my broker's license. Okay, I was just wondering why. Yeah, and it depends on like each brokerage has their own, you know, splits that they offer agents and, you know, some people are happy with that and, you know, some people like the quantity of being around certain um, brokerages. It's I just, see. Okay. you know, like I said, when I was with Keller Williams, they were, they were big on training and it, and it helped me out tremendously to be where I'm at today. Okay. But it was just time for me to go on and do my own thing and that's cool. where I'm at. Cool. That being said, the website, luxrealty.com. Where where can people go to? Luxrealty.com. We're on Facebook, Lux Realty. Um, it's, I have my Facebook page, which is Toby Rinaldi. Um, and then let me get you the, what do you call it, for the website for Lux Realty. Terrible, I don't have that on hand. It's all right. Where's the office? The office is on New Britain Ave, 734 New Britain Ave in Newington. Oh, okay. Nice. Right above Town Line Pizza. Nice. Right, where? Wait, in New Britain? No, it's right, uh, it's right by John Downey Drive, right? right uh, New, New Britain, Newington. Oh, Mile. Newington. Okay. I'm just trying to think where that was. I'm trying to figure out how to do this stupid uh, banner thing so I can put it up on there. Uh, so that's good. So you guys serve, for the most part, a lot of that Hartford County? Events. I serve pretty much all of Connecticut. Wow. I will. Okay. It doesn't mean I've done all of Connecticut, but I will go. Yeah. I've gone down to Monroe. I've gone, you know, Enfield, New London. I just closed a couple uh, transactions in New London. 
Uh, just real quick, the website is uh, luxrealtyct.com. All right, let me see. Lux Realty. Oops, I can't freaking spell today. Luxrealty.com? Or luxrealtyct.com. Oh, ct.com. See, and that's just what we was talking about is your work ethic. The fact that mo- most people would probably be like, yeah, I'm not going to New London. But you're just like, you don't even hesitate. You don't even think about it. You're like, do what he calls and you're yes. on it. You yes. know what I mean? That's yeah. that's impressive. I have bills, and you know I'm not gonna I'm not <laughs> yeah. gonna be able to pay those bills you if gotta um, eat. <laughs> yeah. if I'm not work grinding. Yeah, it's it's a business. That's part of it. But for the most part, what really jumps out at me is just your uh, your your get up and go to serve people. Like you're like a trooper. You know yeah. what I mean? You're it, like you're you, on it. You know what helps is having a great support system. Um, you know, first and foremost, my my fiance is my number one supporter, and you know to have her. Right next to me, you know, that does encourage help. me. Trust me, it helps I know. tremendously. <laughs> I know. Right, you about to get married? Congratulations. Yes. yes, thank you. All right, guys. Well, that's gonna do it for today. So make sure you look up luxrealtyct.com. It's on the screen right now. Um, and if you want to hear this episode in about two days, it should be on the iHeart, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, and every other platform. If you want to check it out and uh, re-listen to the interview, but. Thanks again, Toby, for uh, showing us up and um, giving us some information about uh, the real estate business. Thanks for having me. Toby, that was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris.